Because there's not enough podcasts in the world. I'm doing a podcast. Loz and Tomo present. This could be a podcast. Your podcast sucks. The Loz and Tomo Podcast. Podcasters, hello to you. Thanks so much once again for clicking download and Loz. It's the time of the week where I genuinely get excited about coming in and doing radio and the podcast, mate. I know. It revitalises me. <laughs> so every every Wednesday I think I've got to quit this shit and then Thursday we do this show and I go, no, there's a reason. We're back. We're back. We're back. Lots of fun. Now, apologies uh, for what happened before and hello to you, producer Tommy. Hello uh, to four shows, Tommy. But I did just ease one out and I'll be brutally honest about it in a studio setting and I apologise for that. We have one rule in here. Mm. Don't fart. I broke it. I look at you guys. I saw. I thought this is perfect timing just to sneak a little bottom burp out when you both put your headphones on. And I thought I'm away. But you had the mics on. Yeah. So it was amplified. Mm. It, you you bent over. Yeah. And you tried to do that thing where you reached over to touch something like a pick up a pen. Yeah. And it came out, it sounded like Brian Taylor saying, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I apologise. I, wow. I, I brazenness of it. Yeah, there would be no sort of uh, smell or a significant smell at all. So can it was you tell? okay. Can you tell? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Everyone knows their yeah. own farts and <laughs> if they're going to smell or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's extraordinary. It is. It's an amazing, it's an amazing internal gift that yeah. we all have. Well, the ones that just sort of sneak out just slightly, <laughs> like the SPDs, I know they're called, but some of them are revolting. <laughs> Like, do you want to hear just a really pure gas exiting the freck? Do you want to hear an insane thing? So my friend's mum's farts were like famously bad, right? They were really, really smelly, and the whole family would leave the room. And she went to the doctor, and her doctor genuinely told her that her farts were dangerous for other people <laughs> because she was producing a certain gas in her bowel because she had a condition. And he goes, um, "Julie, your farts are dangerous." And she came home. And she goes, "Guys, I've got dangerous farts." <laughs> Oh, if I have to go, I'll leave the room. It's not your fault. I, you can't be around me when I'm farting. Just the old intervention. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've never heard my mother fart, but, geez, I've smelt them. <laughs> She's one of the great SPDs. <laughs> and, you know, I, I could pick my mum's fart out of a 100 farts. <laughs> It's like a perfume counter. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. She wears Trezor and that's her fart. <laughs> Wouldn't believe it, but I think the show might get better from here. <laughs> Let's get into it. Blows and Tomo. I hate that podcast. I was in an op shop yesterday and I do love the op shop. I love, <laughs> I love a secondhand bargain and I love vintage stuff. So, and it's the hunt. It's yeah. the thrill of the hunt. Uh-huh. And because it's all so reasonably priced you know that if you do get it, it's not going to break the bank either. So mm-hmm. it's just a fantastic thing to do. It's good for the environment. It's good for everyone. The little volunteers working there love it. You know, it's Everybody wins, Loz. Everybody wins. Anyway, I'm, I'm in the jacket section. I'm looking for a blazer. Mm-hmm. And I've got something in my head which I've sort of just got an idea of what I want. And I see something that looks sort of right. And mm-hmm. I think, what's the brand? Because sometimes you want to check the brand because... If it's like a good old country road or something, yeah. you know you're getting a real deal. Old school billabong. Oh, mate. Like with the big caps lock letters, Love billabong. Oh, oh, there's nothing good. like it. How good. So I checked the brand and the brand is, is literally a tag on the neck. And the brand, look, it says made in England. Oh, right. And I think, oh, well, the brand's missing. So okay. like it's been ripped off, but it yep. was made in England. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. That's right. So I think, oh, it was made in England. So like it looks like it's wool and a whole thing. Mm. So I take it in and I try it on. And it's okay. It's not exactly what I want. And then I'm, I'm taking it off and I see another tag on the on the inside. Mm. And I go, oh, maybe this has got the brand on it. Yes. And then I look at it and it says made in Bangladesh. And I go, what? Well, is it made in England or made in Bangladesh? And then I realised 
that the brand of this company that make these jackets is called Made in England. No, that is not the brand name. (laughs) It is the brand name and they get away. They get away with it because they've named their company Made in England. I don't know. If even I, though they make their clothes in Bangladesh. I don't know if I'm angry about this or I really, really enjoy it. It's I respect it yep. deeply mm. because you can go on and register a company and you can call it whatever the f you want. That's pretty right. much as long as it's not offensive. Yeah, it can be as misleading as you want it to be. Yeah, but how genius is that? That's unbelievable. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna come up with like a cigarette brand that's just hundred percent organic. That's just. <laughs> I picked up a six-pack and drink responsibly. <laughs> you want an alcohol-free beer? I mean, they're two standard drinks. <laughs> but the company's called alcohol-free. Exactly. You get pulled up by the cops. How many beers tonight, mate? I've had 12 alcohol-frees. Triple M's Laws and Tomo. This could be a podcast. Now, I'm going to start this break by saying... Mm-hmm. All the healthcare workers out there do a fantastic and brilliant job in our state and the country. Get ready for a whack, nurses. Now, my mother's a nurse Mm. and my partner works in healthcare as well up in the Adelaide Hills, so I'm not having a crack at those individuals. Just them. Everyone else. Just those two beautiful people. The rest, (laughs) batten down the hatches. (laughs) No, seriously. I've, I've, I've reached my tether with this, Loz. What's happened? Ramping? No, 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 no. Ramp- oh, nothing important. No, no, <laughs> so just something- no ramping, ramping, it's just, that's just out of my control. And right. so is the thing I'm about to bring up as well, to be honest. But I went to go pick up a script um, throughout the week Yeah. at a chemist. Did your rash come back? Yeah, it did. In spots it shouldn't. I thought I'd, bloody, I thought I'd beat that bastard. <laughs> Ronnie the rash. That's all right. <laughs> the demon you can't quit. Oh, Ronnie. <laughs> One night when I was 17. <laughs> no, um, when to get a, uh, a prescription, a script, whatever. Anyway, so I've gone into the chemist. At Fair Income. There's three staff in there, okay? Mm-hmm. So you've got one that you go up to that you put your script in. Mm-hmm. And there's another one that you go over to that you... You, you, you pay. Get, you, no, no, no. You get the script from. Right. Okay? And then you've got to go separate yeah. to go pay. So three yeah. staff in there, yeah. no customers. No. Nah. I swear to God, yeah. no customers. Yeah. Except Actually, there was one lady that was looking at mouth guards for some <laughs> reason, which I thought that was strange. <laughs> I was, she grinds in the night. <laughs> She's 64, about to take up rugby union. <laughs> She's got posters of Mountain Inger all over her walls. <laughs> Wayne Bennett's the crush. <laughs> anyway, so I've gone up there, I've put the script in. I'm texting you guys because, and I'm not a patient guy, okay? No, Six no. minutes go past. No. I send a message straight to you guys, Loz and producer Tommy. I'm like, What's going on with bloody prescriptions these days? You're going to get your script. And I thought, hey, it'll be here in not 14 minutes. Yeah. It took, I was the only one getting a prescription. Mm-hmm. It's like they were baking the pills in the back. <laughs> Walter White. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll tell you what, they had no kick. <laughs> this is breaking back because you're breaking me balls. Yeah. <laughs> I don't oh actually know. See, this is the thing. I have a lot of, I've had a lot of experiences where I've had to wait just a, an unbelievable yeah. amount of time for scripts and I've been the only one in the chemist. Yeah. 
and I don't know what's going on back there. And I think this is the problem. People get so upset because they're confused because they mm. just go, what is the hold-up? Yep. If chemists were just open about what they have to do, yeah. then we would all understand. But it's secret. They don't tell you what's going on. They don't tell you why it's going to take so long. And you can only then assume that they don't tell you because there's nothing. There's nothing to say. They just don't want to do it I and just, they're being slow. Every time I'm at the chemist, they tell me it's going to be a 15-minute wait. Yeah. yeah. Come back in 15. Yeah. Well, what I didn't other, get that. What I, other place would get away with no, this? No, no, no. I haven't, I've never been told to wait for 15. It's just we'll let you know when it's ready. They're like, I can, don't get me wrong. I can understand it when there's so many other people on the chemist and it's flat out or whatever. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It was me and the lady with the, the mouth cards. <laughs> yeah. it, was just a, it was just an extraordinary circumstance. But all they're doing is going and picking it up. Well, They're walking I, down and just grabbing it up. No, I what? think there must be some sort of documents that they have to fill out oh, okay. to put your information in and get it approved maybe. Like, do they have to call the Prime Minister? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Albanese's on a call. This will be 20 minutes, this one. I, I Honestly, if you're a chemist or you yeah. work in a chemist, please enlighten us because yep. we're happy to wait oh, as long sure. as we understand what the hell's going on back mm. there. Mm. That would be extraordinary if Albo's got something to do with it, wouldn't it? <laughs> Hey, Albo, has come back for some more Sudafids. <laughs> That's the second time this month. Mm. Loz and Tomo. I do not want to talk about the Venus Hensel. <laughs> nice. The Loz and Tomo podcast. So, you know I love a quote, mm. like a good quote, an inspiring quote. It's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog. Yeah, you love that stuff, don't you? So that, that gear's good, but not all quotes are made equal. What's the other one that you love about secrets? Oh, secrets. Hungry dogs in the cellar. They always find a way to get out. Oh, God. <sighs> Love that stuff. Oh, see, that gets Love you it. going, doesn't oh, it? I'm up. <laughs> Some quotes are really powerful and they inspire you. Other quotes are patronising and they need to stop. Live, laugh, love. Piss off. Okay. You know, just like, don't tell me what to do. It's a memo to my mother from Loz there, actually. Oh, no. No, she that's for herself in her home. Okay. Okay? Mm. That's her own business. Yeah. She wants to live in and it. laugh and laugh. That's she's up to her. Painted. I mean, if she's telling me to my face mm. to live, laugh, laugh, we might have a problem. <laughs> Painted her car window with it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bumper plate. Live, laugh, laugh. LLL. Um... So I want to read some to you that I find incredibly patronising. Okay. They don't help you. They just pretty much tell you to get over it. Okay? And then I'm going to pick them apart a little bit. This is one I saw the other day. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Yeah. That's oh, nice. thanks. My divorce doesn't hurt anymore. Oh. Thanks. Yeah, okay. Like. Yeah, when, you're as, nice. when you go that deep like that. But I, I, I think that's, that's okay, isn't Don't it? cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. You don't know me. You don't know my story. That's nice. Maybe that's, I need to cry. Stop lifting. Yeah. Now, okay. life is, this is another one. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Yeah, yeah, that's I cringe. I like that one as well. No, Do you? Of course you would, Tommy. Well, these, these are beautiful. As someone who has ADD and can't make plans, I'm mm. telling you, Keep your plans going. Yep, yep. Life is chaos without plans. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. If you have to make plans and you can stick to them, yeah. do it. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, why not? Oh, it doesn't just have to be spontaneous trips to Europe. Mm, both are good. Loz has they had put four me into off. debt. <laughs> I can't That's stop. It. I don't know. I don't know how many structure help me. Loz is still paying that hex debt as well. This one I hate. Sing like no one's listening. Love like you've never been hurt. Dance like no one's watching. Nonsense. It's <laughs> terrible advice. Mm. 
Dance like no one's watching. Have you ever yep. actually, do you know how traumatic we all are when we think no one's around? Oh, mate. I danced like no one was watching at my buck show and still regretting it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you'll never forgive yourself. Mate, not good. Sing like no one's listening. Hurt like, love like you've never been hurt. Yeah, no worries. I'm just going to disregard all of the lessons I've learned from my bad breakups and, and go out with that bike. <laughs> These are not personal attacks. These are just... No, no, no. Okay. Loss is taking them personal. This one is my number one. the bikers into it. <laughs> Big, bad, bustling, burly biker. Yum, 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 yum. Okay, this is my number one. You two just, you guys can do your own podcast. I'm going to be here by myself. This is my number one least favourite quote of all time, and it got bandied around a lot in my house growing up, and I just want to say to everyone who said it to me, piss off, I hate it. <laughs> When God closes a door, he he opens a window. Now, I guess what they're trying to say is when one opportunity ceases, there's always something that that comes up, Mm. all right? But when God closes a door, he opens a window. Mm. I don't know if you've ever had to use a window when you really need to use a door. Oh, yeah. But it's not an alternative. It's not a, it's like, oh, God's closed this door, but yep. he's opened a window. Um, sorry, can I just have a door? Yeah, no, nah, good call. Can you just give me another door? Because this window is inconvenient as shit. Because I had a Toyota Corolla mm. that none of the doors opened. There was a central locking issue. <laughs> yep. But ironically, the back left window wouldn't go up. So oh. the only way to get into this car no, was through the back left window. It was a long year, Tommy. <laughs> and I'm telling you this right now. What? I'm telling you this right now. If you think that a window replaces a door, try climbing in through the back left window of a Toyota Corolla every time you need to drive somewhere for a year. It ruins your life because you can't you can't get in the car in front of anyone. You can't let anyone see you get into your car because if someone sees you climbing in through the back left window, you're in serious trouble. Either like they think you're stealing it or they know you and they lose full respect for you. And I worked at the ABC. I had to get there early before anyone <laughs> so that I could climb out the window and I had to leave after everyone so that I could climb in the window because if any of my colleagues saw me do that, they would know how much of a piece of shit oh, I was. So I had to hide it. Okay? Can you well, so what happens when you're busy making oh. the plans. Oh. No, Tommy. Oh, okay. So a door, <laughs> do you know what actually though? It's just occurred to me that I did because I was coming in early and leaving late, I got a promotion. Oh. Which I then I could buy a car that had. Mm. But so, you wouldn't have done that. So you when God spent it on piss. when God closes a door, he kind of oh, opens no. a window. If you know what I'm saying. Oh no. Nah. No, no. no, seriously though, it's it's bullshit. Stop <laughs> saying it to people who are going through a hard time. Can you just imagine going for a coffee with Loz <laughs> and just walking? Well, see you later, and then you just cross paths and you see her ass hanging out the back left window. <laughs> I used to have to wait till the coast was clear. And I had street parking. It would sometimes take me me an hour to leave the house just waiting for people to disperse. Surely the parking inspector walks past and goes, oh, no, she's doing it tough enough. $30 million podcast deal. Look, it's not the best show, but it's something to listen to. Bloz and Tomo. This could be a podcast. Loz and Tomo. I hate that podcast. Now, Loz, mm. uh, found out a story about my beautiful wife, Charlie, that I mm. had not heard before. So mm. been with her for six years yep. um, and known her for a little bit longer than that. But this story has just come to the front. Okay. And, um, this is fascinating. If I found it out before, I'd... Probably wouldn't have married her? Probably wouldn't have married her. Oh, yep. no. Yep. No, it's, oh, no. It's not that bad at all. But I just thought I'd run it. 
I'd uh, run it by you and bring it to the table because. <laughs> um, so this is about uh, Lenny, the golden retriever. The, oh, yeah. So it's about uh, Lenny's about five or six years old. So this is when Charlie was right at the start of picking up Lenny. Okay, mm. so um, and was looking around for golden retrievers all over mm. Adelaide and interstate and back and mm. well, they were a lot cheaper back, you know, five six years ago than they are today. It's yep. extraordinary. Yeah. But inflation. Oh well, uh, so, yeah. Take the puppy market yeah. hard. I oh, know, unbelievable. Anyway, so she was messaging a bird on uh, Marketplace about mm. this and wasn't willing to, to go into state or anything like that. Wanted one right here in Adelaide and thought she'd found someone. So she's talking to Anna Marie. So this is six years ago. I've got the mm. screen uh, shot of this conversation. Mm. So Charlie sent to her, she's got the address from her and Charlie said, oh, okay, uh, can I come around and have a look at about 6 or 6.30 tonight? Mm. And she said, it sounds good, sure, we will be here. This is mm. a response from Anna Marie. Mm -hmm. Charlie just goes, I've just typed the address you gave me uh, in Google Maps. Is there a, a spelling error or something mm. like that? Can you please check it? She goes, no, no spelling mistake. 32, 4th Street, Albert Scroon. And Charlie's like, Albert Scroon, okay. Is Albert Scroon in Adelaide? And she wrote back, Anna Marie, no, 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 Albert Scroon, Johannesburg. <laughs> Oh no, SA. <laughs> oh no, Charlie. Charlie. South Africa. Oh, oh no. She thinks it's in South Australia. She saw SA, Aberspoon, yeah. SA, just out of Johannesburg. Yeah. 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 So, we oh. look, so then Charlie looked it up the route to, you know, just do it anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> 36 hours, 14 minutes <laughs> by plane. Two stopovers. <laughs> oh, that happens though. I mean, I every time I select Australia, yeah. I'm a bee's dick away from clicking Austria. <laughs> like in the list, you know, it rolls, yeah. scrolls down and you're just it's so right close there, to it. it. It's so easy. I could so easily live in Austria according yeah. to a bunch of my accounts. I mean, one time, Charlie, she should feel better about herself because I did, I was online shopping for a desk and this isn't quite the same, but it's similar. Yeah. I was trying to find a desk for my room and I found one that looked beautiful and it was the right colour wood and the whole thing. It was oh, yeah. a bit expensive. It was like 200 bucks. But I decided to go through with it. And um, a few weeks later, a parcel arrived. Yes. And I thought, I don't remember ordering anything small like this. What's going on? I um, I'd ordered a, a doll's desk. Oh, no. <laughs> for lots. a dollhouse. <laughs> for 200. <laughs> yeah. Handmade. <laughs> with a beautiful bit of craftsmanship. Was it from Johannesburg? <laughs> Plans, laws and Tomo. This could be a podcast. So a bit of drama, Hollywood drama, a bit of Hollywood goss. <laughs> uh, Harry Styles, he was with a woman called Olivia Wilde for a long time and it was a bit of a cougar situation which people made a big deal out of which always cracks me up because when men date women 10 years younger, no one bats an eyelid, but anyway. Christmas. Yeah, he's at high five. Yeah. If she does it, oh, call the police. Is he of age? Fair yes. enough too. <laughs> anyway, their relationship ended. Which relationships do. Yep. Mine certainly do. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he's been out on the prowl. Yeah. He was seen kissing another woman recently and it was all over the news. Big the name's, bloody sloppy pronger, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit of a tongue. Jingies. Yeah, it actually wasn't. It didn't look good. No. But that's none of my business. I actually felt really uncomfortable watching that video because mm. it was all over the news. Yeah. I was like, this is just two people pashing. What yeah. are we doing? We're perverts. I know. The ninth time I watched it, I felt <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> When your phone battery went out. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, turns out this woman that he was having this tonguey with, she's friends with Olivia. 
Her name's Edda M. Radajakowski, and she's a very famous supermodel. Yeah. But her and Olivia uh, have this long-term friendship, and now she's been seen kissing her ex, Harry Styles. And, I mean, look, the the, the Hollywood elite have the same problems that we do. Oh, 100% as everyday uh, people in society. Yeah. So I'm going to assume that friendship's over. Yeah, I don't. We don't know. We don't know. But this is the, this is the thing. So dating in 2023 is mm. hard enough. Mm. As it is, yeah. I would assume when yeah. and and then you throw in the the friends ex in there, which just makes it even more complicated. Loss. Where do you stand on the, <sighs> on the dating your friends ex? See, to me, I reckon there's so many layers and, yeah. and categories with it this is, thing. Yeah. So if it's, nuanced, if it's early doors, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, for me, if it's early doors, if it's sort of 15, 16, 17, 18 or whatever and you're in part of that young group, Mm. it's like you can look at it both ways. I think it's, oh, no, it would be an absolute gossip session, you can imagine, between friends. But also you could look at it the other way and just go, hang on, this isn't going anywhere. It's going to be, let's be honest, it's going to be a two-year thing more than likely and it'll be done. I think it depends on how incestuous the group is. Yep. So we had a group in my class that would just all date each other and it was this weird, like, they'd break up and then they'd yeah. date. And it, so if they had that rule, no one, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. But some people are really, like, territorial. Yep. I've certainly known friends who have, I mean, they've had a boyfriend, it hasn't worked mm. out. And then someone they don't even really know that well starts dating them mm-hmm. and, my God... It's like the Kremlin. Yeah. It's like it's like Putin's involved. So strange. You know, so there's, strange. A, there's nukes being threatened to be dropped on people's houses. So we both grew up in the Adelaide Hills, and mm. I still live up there as well. But it's not not that it's strange, but it's it's a very very different place. If you yeah. if you bring someone from outside of the hills in, it's just a complete. It's like deliverance. It actually like it's, it's like, like playing the banjo like a really dead fast. Set cult, you know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> Like, so my partner, Charlie, now my wife, so grew up in Roxby Downs and then lived in Adelaide for mm. a few years when she boarded in school. So it was a massive experience for her to come up to the freezing cold Adelaide Hill. And the, mm. the people are different. Like, the yeah. country people versus city people are oh, completely mate, different. it's apples and not. You can't even compare the pair. No, you're right. And something happens to a person when they, because I grew up in the hills, but I then moved down into the city yeah. when I was 18. And at first you feel like an Amish person coming out of an <laughs> Amish... Like you, you're on Rom Springer and you're yeah. like, you buy your butter in, in jars here? We churn it in our lounge rooms. Yeah. So it was like, whoa. And then you get a bit civilised and you get a bit of city slicker about you and then you go up home and you go to the local pub oh, yeah. and you see the old ways and you go, wow, yep. we're different, aren't we? Right. We just really are. It just is completely different. But for me, I think if it's a mate of mine, like a proper, proper mate of mine, then it's a no-go zone. Yeah. It's a no-go zone. Because especially mm. if you're mixing, like if I'm mates and I'm going to still be mates with them, mm. it's going to be awkward for yeah. those, for my then partner and my good mate, for them to be entwined into yeah. a friend. Otherwise, you'd have to burn the friendship to go with the relationship, in my opinion. In most situations that won't work, I think the only time I can see it working is if they break up, they your friend moves on with someone else. Yes. They're really happy. Yep. And they're on good terms with the ex. Then you might be able to negotiate with them and say, look, I'm having feelings for your mm. ex. You've moved on. Mm. Will you be comfortable with us together? And then if they say no, then you have to make a decision. Yeah. Do you choose, you know, bros before hoes or whatever yep. it is? Misters before sisters? Mm. Um, Dicks before chicks. Yeah, that's the one. Just made that up. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> 
I'm impressed. But it's it's really like, I mean, at the end of the day and, you know, how much you love your wife, you can't turn that off. No, if that's right. If you fall in love with someone's ex. Yeah, that's right. And they're in love with you. It is, it is all near impossible to not go with that feeling. The situation you're on about though. So there has to be no feelings yeah. whatsoever between the ex. Yeah. And your new partner. And your, there has to be yeah. nothing, like nothing at all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Otherwise, because if there's the slightest thing, yeah. you'll fit like in terms of territorial, where yeah, you're on yeah, about yeah, jealousy yeah, yeah. and all of that stuff comes yeah. into it. So say you're dating someone who is your friend's ex and they've said like, it's all good, like I'm comfortable with it. Yeah. And then you're all at a house party and everything's going well and then you just walk into the kitchen and they're standing there exactly. having a conversation. And you're is pissed. your first thought not... Are you still in love with them? Yep. Like, are you guys trying to get back together? Legit. So you shouldn't have that when you're with someone. Yeah. You shouldn't even be thinking about their ex. I know. I know. So for them to be, God, it's tricky. Oh, it makes it But tough. love is love, man. What are you going to do? That's right. Oh. oh I, I, I don't think we've solved the problem, but we've been speaking about this for six minutes. <laughs> that's not unusual. It's kind of the, the, that's what we do around here. <laughs> Just talk for the sake of it. Yes. And wait for the mortgage repayments to go out. <laughs> Loz and Tomo. I do not want to talk about the Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> Nein. The Loz and Tomo podcast. Sitting at the pub. A shock horror. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Strange. Um, <laughs> go on, get... Yeah, it is. Sitting at the pub and listening to two tradies next to me have a conversation. Now, there's a lot of stuff going on in the city at the moment that requires tradies. So the pubs are just sort of filled with tradies at the end of the three o'clock hour and it's great because yep. they're all chatting and, you know, their high vis brightens the sidewalk up. <laughs> that's right, yeah. It's awesome. Mm. And if they're single, you know, that's not a problem either. No. Anyway, I'm sitting next to them and I'm <laughs> eavesdropping. Eaves, yeah, not ears, mate. No, As Andrew Jarman would say. Because... They sound funny. You know when you can just tell they've got good rhythm and you're like, mm. Mm, there might be something something gold here. And one of them said something which I just did not hear coming. Mm. He said, mate, is it weird to relieve yourself, you know? Solo. Solo mission. Oh, heavens. When the pet's in the room. <laughs> and the other one said, pardon? Mm. What do you mean? And he said, well... If I don't let the cat in the room, it scratches at the door, which is very distracting. But uh, could put him on his game. <laughs> <laughs> he can only do it if the cat scratches. That's right. It's a really weird kink. No, but if I, but a man's got to do what a man's got to do. He's like, I've got a certain amount of time before she, my partner, gets home, which is kind of what he's insinuating. <laughs> right. So he's like, so I have to let the cat in, and she just sits there and watches. <laughs> Oh. And uh, and the other guy was horrified yeah. and was like, no, you can't have animals in the room. And he's like, why not? They don't get it. They don't even know. But in my head, I'm like, that's maybe the one primal thing they do understand. He's like, they don't speak English. They understand some words. I don't reckon. I don't reckon they, they would understand it. They, but yeah, but they do. They get what sex is. They know yeah, what it is. Se- sex they might, but not solo missions. <laughs> How many cats have you seen wanking? <laughs> Six. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's okay. completely different for me. Completely different. What do you mean the two things are different? Like, oh, you, can... If you, you, can, you can make love to your partner in front of your pets, no worries at all. Can you? Oh, no problem. Are you telling me that Lenny, the golden retriever, is in the room? Gets kicked off the bed. <laughs> what are you? Yeah, that's no issue. I but if you're, doing, if you're doing a solo session, that is extraordinary. <laughs> That is extra- <laughs> like how do you 
Like, when you're actually with someone, you're focused on someone, okay? <laughs> yeah. When you're by yourself, you're focused on what? Eyes? Of a pet? <laughs> no, like, obviously, yeah, they're looking at material. Yeah, I don't know. You'd feel the eyes burning straight <laughs> into you rather than when you're looking down at your iPhone or something. Now, that's, that's, to me, that is, that's off. Yeah, I couldn't do it with a pet in the room either, like, the, but either. Neither. Well, you've got a cat. Yeah, the cat's not coming in the room for anything. No. Nah, I barely let that cat in for any reason at Inside, all. Inside, on the property. No. <laughs> I, <laughs> I put a bell on its neck, on its feet. That's right. Things wearing bloody tap shoes. <laughs> bloody Fred Astaire coming down the hallway. Tippity tap, tap, tap. That's it's got down, great rhythm. That's down King William Road. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the idea of the pet being... In the room for the for either for either for the mutuals because I just feel like it understands. So you go to someone's house and mm. they've got the pet there that mm. sleeps on the bed in the or in the bedroom or sleeps on its own bed in the in the room. Are you asking the bloke to get the dog out? I'll say, does the dog have to watch? Mm. And he'll say, nah, nah sir. What about your mum? <laughs> What's she doing in here? No, no, she's very protective. <laughs> Thirty million dollar podcast deal. Look, it's not the best show, but it's something to listen to. Laws and Tomo. This could be a podcast. Now we've just had to pre pre-record a little warning here because yep. that chat. Uh, I mean, what you're about to hear is hideous. Yeah. Gold. It's Absolute disgusting. gold. You love it, Tommy, love but it. I'm worried for the people listening. No, no. If you're squeamish, if you're eating, if you're around food or <laughs> need to eat for the rest of your life, mm. don't listen to this. It's not for the faint-hearted. No. But we're, we've got a strong podcast audience. Oh. Strong stomachs. Strong. Strong. <laughs> yeah. A weight. Yep. And yeah. high number as well. <laughs> strong and long and wrong. That's it. That's how I like them. Righto. <laughs> Let's get into it. So this was a couple of weeks ago. So we've had a bit of a late-ish summer, in my opinion. It started to get real warm in more January than, than anything, and it's yeah. extended a little bit into March. Um, but there, this was a couple of weeks ago, and it was the, the Thursday morning when the bins get picked up, and I knew it was going to be warm day, um, which I just like, right, I've just got to <laughs> grin, grin, oh gr- grit the teeth and go through with this, Loz. But yeah. I had to pick up Lenny's uh, business. And then throw Is it. Your son, who's Lenny? <laughs> oh yeah, it's a good call. Yeah, resetting. Yeah, um, six-year-old golden retriever. Yeah, because yeah. I know that. Yeah, that's because right. Because I know you. <laughs> but the people listening might not know that's who a Lenny really is. Really good call. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Craig Murphy from Lenny, Australian Radio. Lenny, my twenty-eight-year-old friend who <laughs> who shits in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, you that's know it. Lenny. You know Lenny, don't you? <laughs> he comes around twice a day to crap. <laughs> Got a anyway, marketing business. Yeah. Lenny is a six-year-old golden retriever. Yeah. He loves a walk and a scratch and <laughs> sleeps on the bed. Any more detail, mate? No. Just that he's your dog would have been fine. <laughs> anyway, so I've grabbed his business, put it in the, the bin early and then got going and I mm-hmm. thought, right, happy days. Get home mm. that uh, <laughs> evening and bring the bins in mm. and go to put something in it. <sighs> Everything left the bin. Except the business. <laughs> oh, 32 degrees has just been there and like sort of smudged on the side of the bin. Okay. I'm telling you, mate, it was graphic down and like stains and some of it still had a, a dampness to it and then some of it was real, real sort of stiff oh. on the side of the bin and, mate, like, oh. I've smelt some ordinary gear in the past. Don't get me wrong. Like, I played football all my life, grew up in change rooms or whatever. But I, I have never in my life 
smelt anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> so I had to get out there. We got to scrub it. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, fair dinkum. I was out there. This is, this is no word of a lie. I put a clothes peg on my nose. <laughs> And was out there, yeah. down and dirty, scrubbing and whatever, put all of that stuff. Mm. I'm not going to say where I put that stuff, but I got rid of it. I got rid of it. Okay, it's gone. Doesn't matter where I put it. Check under your pillow, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter where I put it. It could be quite incriminating, to be honest. I mean, it does matter and I want to know, but <laughs> you can't tell us, obviously. Anyway, so I've got rid of it and mm. it was... it. Like, and then I've, you know, I've something like a a whole tub of morning fresh that I ended up using to get the smell back to some sort of normality. (laughs) And it's still not quite there yet, but I want to talk about the worst smells ever. Have you got any for us? Well, I've got two that come to mind. And yeah, I kind of, I can sense your trauma. You're not quite right. Um, I mean, you're never quite right, Mm. but you're just a bit more not quite right. Thank you, Laura. Um, uh, So recently I was in Middleton. And I drove to the beach to go for a swim mm. and I opened the car door and it was as though my head had been stuck in a whale's vagina. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. It was though I'd, I'd been dipped into a whale's blowhole or something oh. and that whale had been eating carp yep. and shitting it and then eating it again mm-hmm. for six years. The smell of the dead fish on the beach oh. in Middleton was something that I actually can't even explain to you how overwhelming it was. It made my eyes well up with tears. It was so pungent. I got in the car. I drove, like I'd had the car door open for maybe like 10 seconds. Got back in, drove home to the the house we were staying at. Three hours later, I opened the car door and I could smell the fish. You could still smell it. It was like, it followed me home. It was so upsetting. The other smell, which is something that haunts me to this very day and I'll get triggered by certain smells when I, and I think of this moment. I was in Thailand. I'd been there for four months. We were staying in this, uh, it was in a jungle and it was like a three-story backpacker sort of thing. Mm. And in this building were, it was just filled with people like coming and going and their diets were shocking and they were drinking a lot. So yep. the, the sewage was always going to be a mess, but mm. whatever, that was that. You didn't deal with it. Anyway, we were sitting on the balcony one day and we heard this bang and then we heard this sort of sound and all of a sudden on the ground, just like below our apartment, a pipe had burst and all of the sewage from the building started flooding at a no. rapid pace out onto the lawn and into the jungle. And the smell no. was, it was as though Satan himself <laughs> had turned into a funk yep. and it was like being possessed. We yep. were screaming. We were like, oh, my God. People were throwing up off oh, the balcony. Mate. There was a Swedish backpacker. I think his name actually was Sven and he was crying and he was going, why, God, why have you done this to me? And like, <laughs> and then other people started throwing up. And me and Jess, it was like we were running away from a tsunami. We got on her her peewee motorbike and we just drove as far as we could Out for as long there. as we could and tears were streaming down our face. We were so traumatised oh. and we, we didn't even go back for two days that because is... we called them and they said, no, it hasn't been fixed oh, yet. So yuck. we just, we just so with, the, just clothes, left with the clothes on our back, we stayed in a hostel it because we couldn't bad. go back there, Tomo. And sometimes I'll smell septic and just that tiny bit oh. of tinge and I start having PTSD <laughs> flashbacks. No, it's the worst. Like a war veteran. It's the worst. Oh, I remember being on a footy trip in Melbourne, Loz, oh, uh, at a Melbourne bank. 
backpackers and there was a larger guy there that absolutely <laughs> annihilated Jim Beam cans <laughs> and nachos for fun, okay, the night before. He went and did his business in the morning, oh. right? And it was shared in the backpack of dorms that the toilets were right next to the shower. Yeah. So someone was having a shower and the fume of the hot water and the steam into the steam coming no. out of that man's no. asshole <laughs> come over with the fan and then come into our bedroom was insane. <laughs> We can't put this on the podcast. <laughs> people will people will have they'll, they'll die. If they hear this, they'll be disgusted to death. I'm so sorry. This is heinous. Blaws and Tomo. I hate that podcast.